and ghouls welcome to another book club episode today's tale comes from down under what happens when a human falls into the depths of the underworld find out as we discuss the game undertale <laughs> sup dudes hey, hey. i don't a, even know anymore that was an interesting intro <laughs> We're dealing with monsters, right? Like we are it's, dealing it's with a, okay. monsters. Okay, okay. Well, it's like a monster. Sing, uh, that that was it. I come from the land down under. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought all of a sudden we were in October. Yeah, I suppose it's a little uh, more Octobery, but I thought it would work out with the um, game that we were talking about today, which is Undertale. Mm-hmm. Um, quick little introduction about Undertale as we get going. Um, developed by Toby Fox. I don't know who they are, indie studio. Um, and this game got a lot of acclaim. Like a lot of people love this game. Um, self-published, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can play it on the Switch, PlayStation, Xbox, Windows, uh, and the PlayStation Vita, apparently. Released many moons ago. So six years ago, something like that. Uh, December, bleh, September of Almost, 2015. Yeah. It is a 2D, like, side-scrolling RPG um, that you play all by yourself. So, um, it's on Game Pass, so you can play it there. Otherwise, it's about 15 bucks or less on any of the other platforms. If you are interested in playing the game. Would you guys like to hear about the game in 30 words or less? I'd prefer the 15-minute cut, but, you know. The 15-minute cut. <laughs> all right. That's just me. So there's this game, and it's got some oh, spoilers, gears, and there was the a way. war. Yeah, lots of spoilers. Oh, that's a, that's a good good starter. <laughs> we will be kind of dissecting the whole game, um, or good chunks of it, so you will get the beginning, you will get the end um, of the game. So and if you like haven't that. played the game yet, you should have been playing with us while we were playing it. Yep. Also, it's six years old. so And it's six years old, so... Yeah. The it's ship sinks. Game. Sailed or sinks? It sinks. Okay, fair enough. Um, so basically, long ago, two races ruled over Earth, humans, monsters, and then a war broke out. Uh, after battles, humans won, and then a bunch of magicians like sealed the monsters underground. Um, many, many, many years after the war, like a human child climbs up the mountain, discovers a hole, and falls into the hole. Um, which you start off, like that little fall, meeting one of the like darkest characters I've met in the beginning <laughs> of a game. Um, I love flowey. <laughs> so like this very gentle flower kind of like introduces you to the world. And the first thing he does is like, try to kill you. He's like, Oh, Hey, mm-hmm. we're buddies. Oh. And then he's like, oh, time to die. Um, so you've got to kind of deal with flowey and then, you know, move I, along. I, one quick question since you're, you brought it up and I just want to ask this question. I, I, knew about flowey from other videos i'd seen through so many different services did anyone actually accept his friendship pellets yes yeah did I you tried. yeah okay I, I i already knew to avoid it so i just i was curious if uh 
I was just listening. He was a nice flower. He okay. said, you know, your love is increased by the friendliness <laughs> palette. So yep. I was like, yep. perfect. What's crazy, and we can get into it now or we can get into it later, like experience and love in the game, like EXP and love. Oh, that was EXP and, so messed and up. LV. <laughs> yeah. can, we, can we take a yep. step back first? No. What parents are letting their kids walk up mountains <laughs> and fall down holes? Well, if you don't, like, okay, if you're hanging out on the mountain, the kid, like, goes 10 feet away and there's a hole, it's probably dropping in. And yeah. what is the chances? Like, are you going to jump in after? Or are you going to call the police and get a rope and do all those things, right? And, be it, and admit it, Matt. I mean, you've been a kid before. You've, you're used to doing stupid shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I hope so. Yeah. But I don't think I climbed up a mountain. Hey, there's a, there's down a, a mountain hole. that supposedly has monsters in it. Sweet. Let's go climb it. <laughs> Matt, you got to remember that this was a different time, too. It was 2010X or 2001X. So yeah. that's way in the future. Way in the future. Parents were just yeah. a little less strict back yeah. then. Yeah. You know? yeah. All the monsters are gone. You don't need to worry anymore, right? All I can think about, all I can think about is like me going, the kids back on the, I mean, the mountain. <laughs> 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 oh, that's anyways. Funny. We were talking about love and EXP. Yeah. So those are, um, so basically as you're dealing with Flowey, um, a mysterious woman comes in named Toriel and she comes in and kicks some flower, butt like a power ranger, she's like, Whoa! right. Um, and then takes you to her house where she tells you about, you know, everything and is kind of treating you as if you are, you know, an adopted human child now um, in the monster realm. She's like, oh, you're going to stay here forever. And I was like, uh, it's creepy. Okay. <laughs> I was like, cool. She's going to make me butterscotch pie. I'm down. Exactly. <laughs> I was she all had on toys board. and yeah. yeah. She yeah, was, was all, all set for it. Was it was very comfy. Um, but basically, as you defeat monsters in the game, you gain more EXP and you gain more love those things are to level up essentially um you get more hit points when you get those you get more damage all of your stats increase with that um the first fight that you actually get into is when you try and leave toriel's house you're like hey i'm gonna go home because as cool as butterscotch pies are i'm sure my parents are freaking out right now so i'm gonna go and then she challenges you and she's like no you can't go you're not strong enough and this is where <laughs> things start um really because you start to get decisions to make um and in the like the combat screens you have fight act item and mercy so you get choices with every encounter that you're in on how you want to go about dealing with that encounter act typically has some sort of conversation piece or even there were some weird weird situations where you could like buff a dude's armor and like take his clothes off Flex. Um, you could try to hug yeah. a, was yeah. it hug a yep. plane or yep um <laughs> or like act mysterious and then they would mm -hmm. change their impression of the world and uh anyhow so some actions led to the monsters saying oh you're not so bad i don't need to fight you let's be friends and then you could get through the combat that way the other option was to fight your way through everything Interested, did anybody save this fight? Like, did you guys work with Toriel? How did that work out? I did not kill a single thing in the game. I you did pacifist? I did pacifist all the way okay. through. Maybe yeah. we should start with that. I did pacifist too. Because a friendly little frog said, act through all the battles. Don't yeah. whatever, don't like, kill yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no, no. I, will, I'll, I said that, but 
my first fight with Toriel, I didn't know what to do. I was like, I don't know what to do. It doesn't seem to be doing anything. So I ended up killing her. Oh, but I was like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Yeah, so I quit out because there's little save stars or whatever. Right. So I was like, oh, it doesn't remember this. Doesn't work that way. But I went back in and it, it remembered. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now it's still I was still able to get the pacifist ending. But it was less like, hey, you know, we saw what you did. We can manipulate the world too. Mm-hmm. Right. I was so, the same way. What levels did you guys end the game at? Just zero. Yeah. Whatever. I, you start at one. Yeah. I was okay, going to say it was so then one. one. Yeah. So then I ended at one. Yeah. Um, no, the, the only reason that I knew of the, the very start that you could take the pacifist route with Toriel is because I remember seeing it on a speed run at some point. That was like the only thing that I really remembered from that speed run. So, and the, what I noticed, I didn't notice this during the speed run, but what I did notice is that at a certain point while you're dur- while you're in the Toriel encounter, she can't kill you. So like once you get down to like one HP or something like that, she'll send out all those hearts or whatever her, her ammo is. It'll actually Friendly yeah. separate. Yeah. Yeah. It'll separate around your mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. heart in there while was... you're doing the encounter. I mean, I suppose it should this game is very I, I gotta I should probably describe this for people who haven't played the game yet, but when you're doing a, a, a proper fight or when you're doing the fights in Undertale, it's not like a typical RPG. You know, you don't you can do an attack, um, but of course it's not like a you know, like your turn-based RPG where you would select like a different type of magic or, a, you know, a type of attack or something like that. Um, the combat is essentially done through as like what is almost like a bullet hell game, like a little mini game. You get a little yeah, heart. There's in a the bunch of mini games. Yeah. Yeah. You get a little heart in the middle of your screen and then you use like the, you know, depending on what you're playing on, use like the arrow keys or something like that to move around and you have to dodge a bunch of stuff that flies all over the screen. And then if you take, if you get hit by it, you take damage. And then of course, when you reach zero, you die. Um, So with that in context, yeah, at a certain point, Toriel can't touch you. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would, you can drift your way into the hearts or into her bullets and then they just kind of dissipate and go away. So back to the path we went, I straight murdered her. <laughs> it was uh, the first of a few. I actually went what's called the neutral path. Um, and it's a very interesting end of the game if you go mm-hmm. that route. Um, but we can get into it when Just we do get there. A little bit of background. Yeah, I guess there's three endings, right? We've already mentioned past this neutral genocide where you just murder. Everything. Just murder everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean... Really interesting setup for a game. RPG, everything. It's got puzzles throughout the different areas that you walk through. Um, And you kind of, you know, go through them pretty easily for the most part. I didn't think the puzzles are too hard. They hold your hand through a lot of them um, in a very comedic way. Mm -hmm. But those mini games were probably the hardest part of this game. It Mm -hmm. was some of those were brutal. The game itself was mostly like when you weren't in those battles, I should say the like the main battles, right? Because even to me, going the pacifist route, the the little minor people that you'd run across were pretty easy. It yeah. was just a matter of, which was kind of unique. You you never really came across the same monsters more than a few times, and there was so many unique monsters that you came across. It it, it just kept it fresh. Um, 
but all the yeah the kind of the fun thing was like acting through that and finding out what you say or what you do to get them to be able to spare them right um which is the once you act enough and you get them to a certain point your your mercy button you can go in there and there's a a, a spare option um but like that and the rest like 95 percent of the game was to me like a cakewalk those boss battles are what kicked my ass yeah especially yeah, those... especially doing the pacifist route because so many of them as you guys can attest to usually you knew when i was fighting one because i'd comment on our slack <laughs> about how pissed i was but they were they just there was no so real hard. easy way to kind of figure out so after five or six tries i'll be honest about two of the bosses i did go out to a to a, a guide because i'm like i don't know what <laughs> like i'm doing right one of them was like one of the fights they even keep repeating their same dialogue to trick you right Cause you're like, Oh, well maybe there's something else I'm doing. I need to do. Well, no, you just need to do it. Like I think it was the, the spider fight. You have to do it like 17 times or something insane like that. Right. And the dialogue doesn't change to give you kind of that little tip, like oh. hey, there's another way or another action you need to do to yeah. continue this and move on to, to where you can get them to spare them. That was right. not an easy fight either. Like trying to last the, I think it was like 15 ish rounds that you had to go through 14, 17, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. um, that was one of the hardest fights in the game for me. I was like, are you kidding? Dude. There's oh man. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Un Undyne. Wrecked <laughs> oh my, my day, God. Dude. That took me forever. That, that fight busted my ass so many times just because like, I didn't have like, any i really didn't have like any items going into that fight didn't have any food or anything like that i literally just went in 20 hp and then it, we're just like we're ready to rock and i'm just it was getting to the point where it was getting very frustrating there's a mm -hmm. lot of trial and error involved yeah. what i did notice about some of those boss fights though is that like um as i got through more boss fights this became a little bit more obvious is that like the, a lot of it is very scripted and you have to go through this almost the same number of like, yeah, of turns every single time. And no matter really what you do, it doesn't change the fight a whole lot other than mm -hmm. like maybe, yeah, with the undying fight, it makes, you know, you can either make the, the bullets come in a little bit faster or you can reduce the amount that they, you know, mm -hmm. that you challenge to make them go faster. I actually that found really that making the bullets go faster made it easier. Really? Now, huh. again, I I was level seven when I finished this, oh. so I killed plenty. Oh. Um, but I could take the hits and then blink through the rest. So mm -hmm. when the arrows, um, so this particular mini game, it oh. was like spears and arrows that were coming at you from different directions. Sure. Um, when they got to a point to where you know they were doing like that, it would point one way but flip around the yeah. thing yellow and jump ones. In. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could actually just take one of them. And then tank through like four because of how fast they're going. I've got the blinking, you know, once you take damage, yeah, you, you can't can, take damage for yeah. like a second. Mm -hmm. um, at a certain point, you actually get an item that makes that blinking take longer. Uh, mm -hmm. Or you have an elongated one if you picked up the item huh. um, and equipped it. So I had just like mad blinkies. It was just like, bloop, I'm going to hang out through this fight. Um, but Undyne was also stupid hard. It was mm -hmm. such a brutal did, fight. <laughs> did you guys know, like it took me... Again, if I spent more than like 20 minutes trying to figure something out, I again, I was I didn't have the patience to just continue hammer away doing the same thing. But with Undyne, did you know, like if you do a couple of those attacks, it gave a, a flea option. So yeah. you could run away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was supposed to be. 
that's yeah, how you yeah you're fight. supposed to run okay yeah gotcha it sounded the way you guys were like yeah it just kept, kept battling no there. it's nope yeah, if you're, you're taking the pacifist yeah, yeah and it's the repetitiveness yeah, of it like you mm-hmm. get a little bit of ways away and then she catches up with you and you have to do it all over again and you're just like oh my god mm-hmm. um yeah i i am going to admit um in the snowden uh, area there was one puzzle that took me forever to figure out and i felt so stupid that i once i Which realized what it? it is it's the one that ends up you have to spiral in on it uh it's on the ice and, oh okay yeah uh, oh. i don't know why it took me forever to figure it out but when i finally solved it i'm just like oh my god it you don't play this. enough legend of zelda no i like, never um, played legend that was of a zelda. walk i know <laughs> it was a walk in the park for right. that. i was just like oh i'll jump on this line and yeah i have no clue <laughs> for me i just had to stare at it for like a minute just to kind of like okay follow my path yep that's it and then i just hopped in and, you know went enough i just went like a bull like i will figure this out <laughs> so it's funny that you were impatient on the puzzles i was impatient on the fights and that's typically when i hit that point matt where i was like okay what am i doing wrong i can't deal with this person in the way i'm trying mm-hmm. and it could have been you know more i didn't want to do the whole guide aspect on this one i wanted to like encounter everything as i would deal with the situation i got annoyed to just kill them i was like yep i can't beat you i you're done we'll just try and take you out with undyne i actually could not kill her faster than i got away from her because as mm. soon as it was the red heart i was like up oh, flee you know as i have courage i can flee out of this um you know, she still had like a quarter health by the time I was able to get through into mm-hmm. the uh, um, the next area. So, yeah, my, my thing, the... too, was like I didn't feel too terrible, like for the, the few bosses that I did go out and read a guide on, because this is kind of a complaint, but not really a big one is the what do you guys call it? The the little boxes, you know, the whatever that mechanic the is. Mini game. Yep. Yeah, the little mini game you play. Mm-hmm. They're all so different and there's so much mm-hmm. RNG involved with the attacks there was still like, it's like, oh, I, you know, like I, I still have to dodge these things, right? I have to, especially like when you're fighting Asgore, right? Those things explode and it's like, you're trying to find the safe spots on the screen or dodge them fast enough, you know? So there's still a lot of randomness to it that was they made were it patterned. I, I felt like there were some patterned. of them were some of yeah. them were. Yeah. Not all. Yeah. But, um, you um, know, sometimes, yeah, it was, it was just, yeah, it, it but, could still be challenging for the, the few bosses that I did look up a guide for because it was, Again, you had to dodge it. You had to have, sure. especially as pacifist, we only had 20 health the whole time. So, you know, you get a couple hits and a few of those attacks, they, you know, like m- most of those little mini games, you only maybe get hit once, but there was a few of the mini games for the bosses where you could get stacked up, right? You know, I'd be like, oh, I'm at eight health. I'm going to, I'm not going to use a health potion this time. And then they do one of their attacks and I get hit like five times because I'm not good enough to dodge or whatever. <laughs> right. And then now I got to restart the fight. So really quickly, one of the things, um, you know, we talked about the different runs that you can do, the pacifist, the uh, neutral and the genocide. Um, The reason that those are there is because um, after the humans locked the monsters into the cave or into the underworld, um, there's a prophecy of sorts that if you collect enough human souls as a monster, you can break that barrier. And that's what they were trying to do. You were the final soul that they needed to break through the barrier. So you had, you know, Asgore is the king of this area. He had a bunch of his like lackeys trying to kill you or capture you so he could take your soul and inevitably break that barrier. Um, you just want to get into why 
He was so angry, or do you want to yeah. save that for later? It's, it's a let's prequel just, to Mortal the, Kombat. Yeah, let's go uh, finish up with the story stuff, and then we can get more into the nitty-gritty. Sure, sure. Um, by the way, really quickly, it's in fact called a bullet board. I knew it had a, a special board? name. I just pulled it up really quick. Oh, yeah. good to know. That's neat. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, um, before all of the war and chaos and things, um, Asgore had a child named Azrael. And Azriel ended up getting like a stepbrother, which is human, essentially. Um, and the human died while living in that underworld. And so Azriel, yeah, Azriel brought the child, like his brother, basically back to the surface after absorbing the soul um, and walked through it and said, you know, brought him to his village where he enjoyed a certain set of like yellow flowers. Um, when he brought the human back to the human world, the humans freaked out and essentially killed Azrael. They stabbed him, hit him, did whatever, because they thought he was a monster that killed the human. And Azrael came back uh, to the underworld and basically died. So in a single day, Asgore lost both of his kids. Um, do we want to go into the, the queen spoiler yet? Or should we wait for like the Asgore fight? Yeah, we'll wait. Yeah, Hold we'll that wait. off till the end. Sure. Yeah. So essentially that's what happened. And now Asgore is filled with rage and wants to get back to, you know, being able to get to the human world and rule both worlds as super monster king. And that's why everyone is trying to kill you. So, and everyone is a great cast of characters. Um, (laughs) Everyone, but Alphys, I actually really did not like that section. It really annoyed me. Like it was her character. But it really annoyed me that she just kept calling. Talking. Me. Yeah. Yeah. She's calling. talking. Yeah. It was just like, let me do this. Like, yeah. let me go to my mission. And you're just constantly calling me on the cell phone. Yeah. It was like every fourth step in some of those areas was another phone call of yeah. like six what? pages of dialogue. And I'm like, come on. She's just, just insecure. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. She just needed a friend. Yeah. She had one. She built one. <laughs> I, yeah. I really see what happened. I really enjoyed uh, Sans. I think this is probably fan favorite. I mean, but Sans yeah, yeah the he's the meme. Both yeah. of those were just a lot. I mean, Sans was just, yeah, always just like dad jokes and puns. And yeah, <laughs> my type of guy or skeleton. I actually skeleton. laughed pretty good at the puns at the end of the game when he was talking about the, uh, you know, knocking through the door to talk about. Uh, the different jokes. I, I laughed at both of them. I was like, yeah, yeah that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So that's good. Um, so Sans is the first real like other thing that you meet um, other than Toriel and Flowey. And he kind of like warns you that his brother is there and is trying to trap humans. So you get a little <laughs> bit of a like, hey, you know, my brother is not very good at stuff, but he's trying um, and enter Papyrus. Like, I think this is my favorite character. Yeah, I loved Papyrus. (laughs) Did you guys date Papyrus? I did. Yeah, of course. Like, did you did you kill Papyrus? No, I didn't. I didn't. Um, No, I actually. um, As soon as I killed Toriel, I felt bad, and Mm -hmm. I was like, I should probably try and like not kill as many as I could. And then Papyrus just made me laugh. Like everything he did, I was just like, "You're a great character." what was his his outfit like he was uh, he dressed cool up dude. for something yeah. and then you know and then Sans is like yeah now he just keeps wearing it because he, <laughs> he never took it off 
I like later on in the game uh, when he's posting pictures of himself on like the social media for the underworld. Like he has uh, has a picture of himself with like taped on biceps so that he looks stronger, and his biceps have sunglasses. I was like, that's yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a really good character. Mm-hmm. Um, so Papyrus is obsessed with becoming part of like the royal guard. Um, and if he catches a human, he's likely to get promoted to that Royal Guard position. Um, and that's where you get into a lot of puzzles with him, where he thinks he's going to be um, devious and destroy you with puzzles. And then Sans helps you through some of them. Uh, Papyrus also doesn't do some of them right, uh, which was hilarious. That one with the long instructions. Do you guys remember that one? With right. Like all the, and then he just didn't with even the colors. Floor, basically yeah. the disco floor. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a lot of rules. Why don't you come over here and look at them and then you can turn it on when you're ready. And I was like, um, okay. I like how they bring that back later in the game too. Yeah. Were you able to get through it? <laughs> Hell no. no. <laughs> I couldn't remember that. <laughs> yeah, no, I failed there too. Um, but the papyrus fight, actually, I died quite a bit here. I was surprised after, you know, kind of a cakewalk through the rest of the area. I was like, holy crap, this is actually kind of difficult. Yeah, that was the first one that was kind of like, oh, maybe this might not be as easy as I was mm-hmm. thinking it was going to be. Yeah, Papyrus was a kind of a beast to fight. Yeah, that was kind of, you know, obviously I mentioned I, I killed Toriel and I was like, I don't like this. And I went back. Um, Papyrus was the first one I did look up a guide to because it was just I couldn't figure it out. But it was also the first one that kind of trained me to really do a better job of paying attention to a lot of the little cues, um, yeah. you know, and acting, um, you know, that, that for me, that's re- really where it sunk home. Like I, okay. If I'm, you know, going to do this and not murder everybody, I'm got to pay attention to all this stuff. So, you know, yeah, I, I guess I cheated and looked up a guide on it, but I mean, you know, again, it was also kind of a, a little bit of a tutorial too. Like, Hey, you gotta, right. you know, you gotta pay a little bit more attention um, or just murder things. But there was a yeah. lot of pieces. I was listening. I was listening to a nice little frog that I met at the start of the game that said, don't kill people. You should act through the battles. So it's a smart you know, frog. If I a frog followed. is talking to you and gives you instructions, you should probably listen. Just, just do it. Mm-hmm. I followed Papyrus's character. And that's how I kind of knew what to do in the fight, because they actually gave him a lot of character. Like mm-hmm. um, as you're reading through what he's saying to you and um you know, all the little things that he does, you can tell he's actually a really genuinely good monster that just wants a friend and wants to be, you know, appreciated and important. So I think that's cool. Did you guys eat the spaghetti or did you leave the spaghetti? I ate the spaghetti. I don't think I, I don't think it. I did. No. No. Wasn't it frozen? Was that the one in Snowden? No. no when you're doing when you're on the date, he makes you spaghetti and then oh, you no. have the choice of eating it or not. And so if you eat it you basically just like make a sour face mm-hmm. and then he's just like, ah, you're so expressive. Yeah. You yeah. must love it. And it's like, I I, yeah. I did. Yeah. Any like on the dates, yeah, I did everything like nice and right. So yeah, I, I would have mm-hmm. eaten it, but I'm yeah. sorry. I don't love you. <laughs> that whole, that whole thing all the way up until that. But yeah. So all of us did a pacifist with him. That's cool. Um, How could you be aggressive against him? He was so sweet. Because <laughs> he talks too much. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, the next one that you kind of run into was, you know, we've already talked about a bunch, was Undyne. And it was like the the head of the Royal Guard. She's just a badass fish mm-hmm. person with like a trident. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Very admired by a lot of the monster constituents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, indeed. Did, did that little monster, the kid monster, ever get a name? I, I, I guess I never oh. went to look at it. The one I that was like, oh, I love Undyne. He's so cool. I want to meet him. And then every time oh, he'd run away plant. from you, he would just fall yeah. on his face. What? Yep. He has a name. I just cannot remember what uh, it is. I must have missed it. I don't remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was that was a tough fight. Anything else to cover on Undyne? Otherwise, um, did no. anybody go back and befriend her? Because I know like you can give her a cup of water, but there's another step beyond that that I didn't do. I just skipped no. it, which played For... into my ending. <clears throat> did. I did not. For the pacifist ending, you do have to. You go need back to. to yeah. Mm-hmm. So I did do that. Um, she gets you a letter that you take Aww. to Alphys. 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 And what does that letter do? That gets you into another dating simulator nice. because it's a love letter. Nice. And it's not, there's no name on it. So Alphys, Alphys, whatever, thinks it's you. Oh, So God. then you go on a date. <laughs> More Alphys talking. Yeah. yeah. I would have. Yeah, that's the part that I missed. I didn't do so. I gave Undyne the water, but I didn't go back and befriend her. So that yeah, that's what was reflected on the end of my ending. After that fight, I was just like, "Splash, I'm done. (laughs) We're not we're not talking anymore." Yeah, I tried. There was another. There was another monster there too. I tried giving the water to, and it didn't. It didn't want to take it over by like the stand where San or Sans was hanging out. No, right where the water thing was. It's oh. like it was right below it. I, I don't remember if that was there when you Ooh. I ended up trying to take the water through to the next stand or the next map area. And then it's like, oh, the map just or the, the water just, you know, evaporated. Right. And I'm like, oh. OK, well, I went back and then there was another little monster there. There wasn't anything too exciting about it. But so Alphys created a killer robot to annihilate you as a person. <laughs> um. What were there? Three, four fights to do with Metaton? There's like four, I think. Four? About like a million. Yeah. 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 You do the first one. I don't remember. I can't. Oh, the, the trivia? first one's like a. Yeah. The first one is a trivia show. Yeah. Did you and see Alphys doing the letters for like which one it was? Yeah. I didn't catch that until I lost like half of my health. I was like, what is this? I like the really long one. <laughs> yeah. I realized there had to be right. some type of cheat to it because that's the game always gives you some type of clue on how to survive something. Yep. And I, I saw her start doing stuff with her hands. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I see what's that happening. Looks like a letter. Yeah. Well, most most of the ones I was able to get quick enough. But yeah. Then it the was like some of the harder ones. Really it was easy. like, yeah, you know, you were, per- was, I think, supposed to mess up on the really, what was the really long one asking about two trains? <laughs> about the train question, the train yeah. math question. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even read it in time. I was like, what? Right. Yeah. He's like, halfway through, I was like, whatever, I'll just pick one. <laughs> I just picked. So, so maybe funny. that's where Alphys was doing the, whatever, the, the, the letter. But yeah. Funny story about the cooking fight, because I think that was the second fight was the cooking show. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, I was playing the game super late and I fell asleep playing that battle. <laughs> I woke up and I had beaten the second battle. I don't know what happened. I stayed still. I didn't move. It must have just been I had enough hit points to like not die. <laughs> but I, I got through to the end of it where you, you know, dismiss the battle or get, get through it. It was that's, I don't know. That's the one I where like still don't know. You have the jetpack. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. have to get and you have to yeah. like fly through. Yeah, I saw part of it. That's where I fell asleep. And I Weird. don't know. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> so I you can't, must like, not have 
you fell asleep during the jetpack. Yeah. And that's a, I'll say essentially the end. So yeah, you must have had enough health, like you said, just to get, to get all the way to the top. <laughs> yeah. And then then all the talking and stuff. Yeah, you know? no, I just I passed out through that and I woke up to like the conversation part and I was like, uh I'll just get through this because maybe it'll save. And it did. So Yeah, no, you 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 didn't really miss anything. You got to the top. So <laughs> Right. And then the third fight with him. I'm trying to remember if it was third, like if there was, was one it, between the... I pulled up some stuff here. It was the bombs. Oh, yeah, God, that was You had to defuse yeah. the bombs. <laughs> There's a dog. It's a bomb. <laughs> Everything here oh, is a bomb. Yeah. Yep. That was pretty good, too. I like how the dogs had like a little like its tail had, was yep. like the fuse. The fuse, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the last fight with uh, Metaton is actually where you really can, you know, conclude things. Um, I had a heck of a time with this one too. I think I died four or five times, maybe six. And that's when I decided to just annihilate him too. I was like, I'm done. You're, you're over Metaton. Oh, man. But I didn't beat him in time. Like I doing that got me through what the objective was. So that was probably, so the Metaton fight was probably my most favorite fight out of the entire game. I don't know what it was like. Was it because he was so pretty? Yes. And also (laughs) the music was great. Oh, yeah. The whole theme of it was just so fun where you're on like a TV show and you're trying to like boost the show's ratings Mm -hmm. on all that by by being violent or by being bragging about your being able to not be hit by stuff. Yeah. Like I, I loved that fight. I thought that was super fun, especially during the second phase of it where you're like, uh, where you're doing part of the uh, like the TV ratings and all that. I thought that was amazingly fun. I got I, um, I'm I'm like one of the like I hated being in the battle, but like the idea, you know, the 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 whole idea of the battle is is really cool to think about. But yeah, the whole time I'm playing, I'm like, screw this guy. <laughs> like I hate this. Yeah. Stupid legs that are going in and out. It could never so turn I, it just right. I went back after. Did you know you could shoot the legs, Matt? To yeah. Make yeah. The, um, the, yeah. I went back after to look at it and see, you know, what I could do to beat him because I didn't realize what I I thought it was because I hit 10,000 for the ratings. Um, But there are levels to it. Did anybody hit 12,000? No, no. Okay. Not before I ended up finishing the um, the fight. If you have like glam burgers, which I had a bunch of those gave like 500. Was that like a ton? So I actually maxed out. You got it up to the twelve thousand. Yeah, but I like I got far enough too where I think it blew off his arms or something. Okay. Yeah, if you can do that, like I partially destroyed him. If you can do that before he blows apart, hit that twelve thousand. I don't know if it's possible. Um, you can end the fight that way too. Um, but otherwise, after you blow <laughs> off all of his limbs, you have to hit ten k for the ratings for it to kick you to the next thing. So that was neat. Um, I boasted a lot and got lucky with a bunch of the. Um, the bombs so like it was just the little the little tiny the dodge, yeah, the... bullet map and i was like whoop 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 yeah so super nice but it was yeah, a I good fight it was it was a lot of fun i think uh i got him down to like a quarter health before i hit that ten thousand mark so almost <laughs> got another one after metaton it's it's a pretty straightforward shot into like this area that looks a lot like the first ruins that you were in um 
And you basically go straight to Asgore, uh, yeah. who happens to be the king of monsters, where he tells you the whole story about, you know, why he's trying to get souls and actually feels bad that he's doing it. Like there's remorse in the conversation. Yeah, he and doesn't want he doesn't want to kill you. The monsters just don't want to be stuck under underground yeah. anymore, right? And that's just their big thing. It's like they don't they want to get out. They're not like uh, I guess until a certain point they weren't like let me get out and murder everybody. It's just right. they don't want to be stuck underground anymore. So yeah, so he's sad. like, I don't want to do this, but it's the only way to get through the magic barrier into the upper world, top land, <laughs> Earth crust, upper. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so he gives you the whole backstory, and this is where the aha moment happened for me. Like I looked at him, and I was like, "Holy crap! You look a lot like Toriel." Holy crap! <laughs> and then he tells you like his his wife like couldn't handle his decision and like left mm-hmm. forever. And I was like, I killed your wife. <laughs> like the whole time I was oh. in the back of my head, like I just annihilated your wife. I am so sorry, dude. And you're such a nice guy. Like I am, everything you loved is now dead. <laughs> well, that's a, uh, I like that. Uh, like a lot of the monsters as you're working through the world are like, yeah, Asgore is a great dude. He's super nice. He's super <laughs> yeah. cool. mm-hmm. I didn't believe it. I thought it was going to be like, he mm-hmm. was going to be, you know, kind of a jerk but you know the whole time he just they weren't lying yeah he is super nice he's super chill (laughs) the nicest he just needed your soul so he could get through the the barrier and that fight was also pretty interesting because that was one of the fights that you you basically had to attack him to win Mm -hmm. yeah yes you couldn't just yeah you couldn't just like talk your way out of it and spare him until like after you had quote defeated him so you had to basically use your attack all the way until he hits, I think, zero. Zero Pretty HP. Close to zero, yeah. Yeah. And then you have the choice of sparing him or, of course, killing him. Like, he basically says to kill him. You know, he says, kill me so that you can escape this place and we can lock the door behind us and all that. Or you can spare him and then then you get the alternate ending to that. So what happened when you guys spared the king. You have to I, fight Flowey. Sure. Spare him did... like a million times, right? Wasn't that the yeah. that, was a, that fight? You like literally had to be like, no, I'm not gonna kill you, dude. Right. Yeah. Like, really. I'm just trying to happen- get home. Right. And that happens a couple of times during the uh, during the course of the game. You know, mm-hmm. where you you have to just keep mashing the spare button, and then they'll be like, what? Why? Why are you doing this? I don't understand why you're doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, so how did how did Flowey come into the picture? So. After you, after you spare him, he ha- Asgore has this little bit of a monologue about how you know humans and monsters living together, yada yada yada, and then Flowey just kind of like pops into the picture, and then he comes and kills Asgore. Yeah. Okay, so that's yeah, what he I had does happen. Kill, he gets he gets yeah. all the souls at that point. Yeah, I was wondering if that was the same situation because like he just pops in and is like murder. And I was like, oh no, um, I didn't know if that was specific to a different run or if that was um you know just the uh, so you the killed asgore so and he still came in i didn't i actually oh, spared didn't. him at okay. the end. but he I came in had and to, murdered i only asgore. had to spare him once so i'm pretty sure i was just like you're spared mm-hmm. and then the flower came and was like ha and did you spare the flower or did you kill him i spared the flower also i did too mm-hmm. yep 
And that was the one where you had to mash spare like a whole bunch of times. Like a lot. That was the hardest one to choose spare on. I was Mm -hmm. really hovering over the uh, deciding to kill it. I'm not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Little turd. Mm -hmm. Although that fight was pretty funny. Like they did a lot of stuff with that, with the flowey fight that made that just was like really just just to screw with the player. Like the yeah. first thing that happens is like flowey comes in, murders Asgore, talk, you know, says, ha ha ha, you're an idiot. It's kill or be killed. And then your game just like shuts off. <laughs> and then there's you're a, like, oh, okay. where it's like right. when you load back because it, it on the Xbox, it has you sign in every time you load the game. Yep. And it kept yep, like yep. Mm-hmm. saying, hey, you need to sign in. You sign in. And it was like, was at one point you get loaded into like, save is deleted or something yeah like yeah yep. files it's corrupt Your save has like... been deleted don't even try to go back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how did you guys do with the um the flowey fight that was so damn hard to start with well it's I supposed just... to be yeah uh, god He's yeah. Supposed, like I, as far as i could tell that fight doesn't seem like a fight that you're supposed to lose because you're supposed to just take a ridiculous amount of damage because Flowey is essentially just cheating. You know, he's, you right. know, he, he even says it, right? He's like, oh, I can manipulate the world and I can do this. And he's, <laughs> quote, loading your, your old file saves and things <laughs> like that. And, you know, yep. regenerating you so that he could keep killing you over and over and over again. And I mean, yeah. something we, we kind of missed be, before the Asgore fight and kind of probably during what the Flowey fight is really when you learn about love. Oh, true. XP oh, that's, that's right. a really important. Yeah, that's a really determination because it all really fits into what's going on as far as the narrative with that stuff. So yeah, yeah. So, towards the end of the game, yeah, right before the Asgore fight, you go and talk to Sands one last time, and throughout the whole game, you talk to Sands a whole bunch, and he oh, kind of yeah. gives you some insight into the world and into how you know people react and behave and all that, and kind of reinforces the themes of you know like non-violence non-killing all that sort of stuff and then at the end of the game you stand before sans and then he basically he judges casts, you yeah he casts judgment upon you and so he t- you know he he kind of lectures you a little bit about the choices that you've made and if you've killed people or if you haven't killed people or whatever i thought that was really interesting that mm-hmm. it, it really does change depending on how many people you kill and who you kill mm-hmm. and all that but I just like that. He's like, yeah, you gain EXP for, you know, killing people in this world. So we'll see, you know, how you did. By the way, EXP stands for execution points. Yep. So not a good yep. thing, right? Right. And then what was it? The the love was like, oh, and, you know. LV we'll is you. love. Yep. yep. It's level of violence. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> so that's a, really where you were. Where, where, um, which conversation is it where you figure out, like, the determination point. I'm trying to remember where that was introduced. Cause I think that's why that flowy fight was, you know, again, that really drove home that you as, um, I guess you don't know it at that point, but frisk are you, you're determined, you know, you, or you as the player determined to get through this. Mm-hmm. I was not, I was very, I'm just going to fight my way through if I have to, um, mm-hmm. the patience ran out pretty quick sometimes. Um, yeah, you were determined. You were determined to end it quickly. Yeah. Yep. I was determined to end it. And I think yes. I gave enough chances, in my opinion. Like, all right, I tried. You want to play ball? <laughs> then we're going to play bat. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, I mean, overall, what did you guys think? 
we can kind of go and do kind of a our own personal thoughts and opinions about Undertale. We just kind of went through the the general gist of the game, but we didn't get through the ending. Oh, so at the end, you kill. <laughs> we got to Mike's ending. <clears throat> well, that wasn't even you my guys ending. did it, but there was a whole another chapter, a whole other level with the pacifist. So ending. let me tell you what happens oh, yeah. um, when you get into you guys can get into the pacifist ending here in a second. But basically, my ending was I tell the flower, hey. I forgive you, bro. He's like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because I've learned my lesson and I don't want to be a murderer anymore. And he's like, hey, um, I'm going to just delete everything and you can start the game over and show me what you mean. So basically it was, you know, you have to go prove yourself now, please. Otherwise, I don't believe you. It's a, for if you didn't know it, that was a hint to, hey, there's a way to get through this without murdering anybody. I disagree, but <laughs> some people say it's possible. <laughs> so what happens to the pacifism ending? It, what was it? You beat, you beat Flowey and you're like, yeah, we'll be best friends. I'm not going to hurt you. And then you go through the, the magic gate. And for me, it was kind of like that like bittersweet ending, right? It's like, oh, you made it through, but all your friends, you know, you can't talk to him. You can't see him again. And how did how did it happen? It was um that's like the end of the game. But if you load up the game again, that's when it kind of hints that hey, you can kind of continue on. There's a little little extra bit to it, and you get put back to was it the core? Did you guys actually do this part? I'm trying to remember where it was. No, I, I wasn't given this option, Matt. You get back. I'm trying to remember where you started though. I think you started back like in the throne room area. And you get a call from, was it, it was Sans, I think it was Sans, and he says, "Hey, you should go talk to Undyne," and that's where that kicks off. Where I think you can do it beforehand. I think if you if you didn't go visit Undyne before beating Asgar, you can get this letter from him, right? But for me, I hadn't gone back to Undyne's house to chat with him, right? Um, but if you go back, you find out that Undyne is actually teaching papyrus how to cook that's where his cooking <laughs> skills came from and then you help or um undyne trains you on how to cook which is all like violent it's like bashing things and yeah it's you set the house on fire it's a good time but it gives you this letter and you go to talk to it, it kind of mentioned earlier you go you give it to alfie's and alfie's thinks it's it's you right um so you guys go on a date and you find out that Alfie's likes Undyne and you kind of go through a whole situation. You kind of get them to where they're Undyne is going to uh, Undyne and Papyrus are going to help Alfie's gain her confidence back. Right. And all that stuff. But she also drops a little hint like, Hey, there's an, another uh, like room. You can go check out my laboratory. Am I, am I the only one that did this? I don't want to keep talking Probably. to other people. Probably. No. Yeah. You're, I, oh, really? Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Go I, didn't, okay. I didn't continue the game after I finished it. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so you go back into the laboratory and you find out that Alfie's was like, she was the, what the Royal scientist. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she was tasked to figure out how to get souls to get through this portal without humans. Right. Cause they always had to wait for these humans to come down. Right. Fall down. Right. And there was like some dead or dying monsters that basically some like mad scientist shit she was doing on these things. Right trying to inject souls into them so they could extract it and use those. Cause when a monster dies, the soul just 
go like they don't was it they don't have a soul no they they no, basically they just, just disintegrate yep. yeah they turn where, into dust where the the humans that's kind of they, they have a soul that kind of continues on right um when they die and you end up finding these like what is it five or six of these like messed up monsters and it's a it's they're all these weird fights right there was one like weird monster where remember those like boomerang things that came through yes. right mm-hmm. this one like it was the same type of monster, but it was all again messed up, you know, dismembered and, and all gross, right? And the little boomerang things, they just like sat at the bottom of your little square window, didn't do anything, right? These weren't hard fights. They were just, again, these messed up monsters. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you find out that's what Alfie was doing. That's where she lost a lot of her, um, uh, uh, what I was just saying, the, the uh, completely blanking. She's insecure, right? So she's, you know, she became very insecure through all this and second guessing herself and she's a terrible person, right? Um, but it's also where you find out that um, you start getting hints that about the first human that dropped down, the one that was friends with Azrael. And there's, you even find VHS tapes where you can watch, but surprise, each one you watch, the person forgot the, the the lens cover, right? So it's just black and you just, you get the text of what's going on, right? And um, they're talking about Matt, right? Uh, it, when you start the game, you put in a name, right? So I put in my name, right? Matt. So wow, it's all talking about, about Matt. And the way it's presented, I'm going, this, this is talking like it's not me, the person that's there, right? And the person no. I'm controlling. Yep. And to me, it's where you start getting this first hint that, and if you look back throughout the game, a lot of people kind of recognize you, but not recognize you. If you notice when they talk to you, they're like, Hey, yeah, you kind of, Oh, you, we're kind of, we kind of know you, but you're a little different. Something's a little off, right? Basically you find out the first human was Matt and you're actually this character named Frisk. So yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. And that's, that's where my, my uh, screenshots came of Flowey saying Matt's a terrible person because <laughs> you know, Matt, Matt came up with this idea of harvesting these souls from other humans. Right. Cause I don't think that was like the main way through, but that was one way that they came up. So, you know, Matt hated people. So kill people, get their souls and get through this magical door to get back to his world. So again, that's why Matt hates humanity and Matt's a terrible person. Um, basically that's dialogue you have with Flowey whenever you, uh, you chat with them and you find out about this Matt guy. So. It's not really Flowey though. Right. It, yeah. It's Azrael dreamer whatever the 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 son of asgore and toriel so yeah which was so you kind of find out that asriel is the flower is you know flowy yeah because it was it came back it died its ashes went into the ground and it kind of spawned into became flower flower which then cool again that's not the end you find all that and you end up going back and fighting Azrael. So you got you know there's a whole nother boss battle after Asgore and Flowey. So you fight, you start this fight, and uh, all your friends come in, all the people you've loved and saved along the way, right? And they come in, they're like, "We're not going to do this, right? We that we we like you, Azrael. Like, don't do this, you know." But he's all set on killing you and ending this, right? Taking complete control and going out and taking over the top side, up whatever whatever we call it, upper world, top world. Overworld, yeah, yeah whatever, overworld. right? 
Yeah. So you end up fighting him. Oh, sorry. He like kind of kidnaps all your friends. Right. And uh, through this, it's a crazy, another crazy, insane fight. You should at least look it up if you're not going to go back. And Mike, I guess you'd have to play a whole new playthrough as a yeah, no, it's, it's gone. <laughs> but you go through and you get to a point where, you know, you're, you again, you're fighting him and you get to a point where you have to kind of keep forgiving him. Right. Um, and at the end, you know, he's he's all like super like, I don't know why you're doing this. You know, you should just kill me. I'm a terrible person. Um, but yeah, at least I saved him. And a fun little thing is uh, along the way, you have to save your friend's souls that he captured. So that's where they're not really your friends. They're like your human souls. Or are you talking about? No, the actually the, like friends. He like, um, like Sons, Papyrus. Papyrus the, oh, really? Undyne, uh, Toriel, Alfie's like they all came in again. They're like, we're not going to because because the the start of the fight with Azrael, he just murders you like you die. But then your little heart breaks apart. And then again, this is where a lot of that determination side of the story comes in. Your heart breaks apart and then it goes uh, back and then you're back in the fight. And you literally continue (laughs) doing that until, you know, you start kind of turning the tides with uh, Azrael. So um, but yeah, you wake up, assuming you saved all your friends. They're all there. They're all excited. And a fun little Easter egg. I honestly didn't know this until after I was reading a little bit of uh, the story afterwards. If you literally from the, the the magical gate, the end, you know, where you fight Asgore, that's where you kind of like wake up after the Azrael fight. If you walk all the way back to the very start of the game, to the ruins, little Azrael's there as little, like a, a whatever, a kid side, whatever his yeah, yeah. kid version is. So, <laughs> and you can have a whole conversation with him. And again, that's where you kind of continue to forgive him, or at least I did. So, sure. You have a nice little hug, you hug out, and then you go back through the portal. And again, at that point, you gain the power to destroy the gate and everybody goes through. It's all a little happy monster ending. Aww. All your monsters go through. I have a picture of it. I'll throw it up on Instagram. <laughs> uh, but you're all there staring at the sunset. They're like, you know, Sans is like so excited, like the sun and or papyrus. And yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. It's one of those feel good endings. A very feels uh, good ending. Yeah. <laughs> So as you were talking, it kind of prompted me. I forgot there was like story behind, you know, finishing Flowey and letting him go. Um, you get a phone call from Papyrus mm-hmm. and he's like, or no, you get a phone call from Sands and he's talking to you for a little bit. And Papyrus comes in and he's like, hey, who are you talking to? And he's like, oh, the human. And he's like, oh, uh, let me talk to him. So he starts to tell you what's happened since you've kind of, you know, been away because you go through I you absorb the souls and go through the thing as well so you're now on the other side by yourself no no friends nothing um but she's a phone call and apparently undyne is now the new king or queen essentially um and is on a murdering spree wants to kill everything and is trying to find a way to come hunt you down on the other side so that is now yep. the new goal um but I feel like I got the best possible ending because Papyrus got a special royal position. And that's what it's that's actually called. That's, that's what the position is called. Special, special royal, royal position. <laughs> yeah. um, so he's like, thank you so much. You have made me feel like the most important person or monster, you know, ever. You really, really helped me out. So come see me sometime. I mean, Undyne will kill you, but at least you'll get to see me again. <laughs> so um, I, like, that's the best ending because I fulfilled everything papyrus needed yeah 
So I, I love the writing in this game. Like, you know, whenever it came yeah. to like a lot of those jokes, those puns, just the dialogue again, Alfie's was a little, as we said, annoying, but yeah. like, you know, it was all just <laughs> this goofy monsters. They're just having a good time. They want you to, you know, go see Asgore or, you know, whatever. Yep. Or eat spaghetti <laughs> or whatever. Um, so this is one of my picks for the game. And overall, I would suggest it if you have the patience to deal with it. Um, it's a lot of fun to take your time through um, and don't really rush it. There were a couple of spots where, you know, I fell asleep or rushed it. But I think if you have that patience, it's really worth just a playthrough. And this didn't get all the, you know, critical acclaim that it got for being a bad game. Um, it's a good amount of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I really think that the boss fights, like I was looking forward to the next boss fight just so that I could play those little, you know, bullet games. It was way fun in that aspect. Some of the, some of the wandering aspects to it were like, okay, this just feels like filler. Um, but there was story elements that you could pick up up on through there. Um, so it wasn't terrible, but I'd recommend it. I think it was a fun time. Did you, um, did you guys talk to the snowman and Snowden when you first arrived? I carried his snow piece all the way to the end of the game. Me too. Uh, Yeah. And he, uh, no idea what you're talking about. You don't, oh, there's a snowman, Mm -hmm. snowman. And uh, he asked you to take, what is it? He wanted to explore, but he can't because he's a snowman, right? So he asked you to take a piece of him to the other side, right? Or to the end of the world. Was it edge of the world or something? Something Uh, like that. He just. So, you know, I took him all the way. This. So after I defeated Asgore the first time, I kind of went back and you're like, hey, and it started that whole chain with Undyne and all that stuff. I was like, I think I got far enough. Let me go back and talk to the snowman. He's like, thanks. You know, you can keep that piece of me now. You know, you know, Uh, thanks for taking me all the way to the end or whatever. But I accidentally ate him in the Asgore fight. (laughs) (laughs) No joke. I tried to click on a cinnamon bunny. And I clicked the snow thing and I ate it and it filled me to maximum health from like half. I was like, oh my God. Oh, that's you guys. um, (laughs) What was it? The dog stuff? It was supposed to be, I think, dog poop. Did you guys have that? Dog residue? Dog Mm -hmm. residue? No. (laughs) Fills your whole inventory. No, I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't really do a lot of like the side stuff in Mm -hmm. this game. Like I didn't, I kind of just railroaded through most of the game. And what I was, I guess, Maybe it's not so surprising, but I was kind of surprised by it. This game is actually pretty short. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like side tertiary side and like tertiary content to this game besides the main story. So it ends up extending the the playtime to being pretty long. But if you just kind of mainline the story, yeah, I was done in under four hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it was well, I mean, a really, only, really quick run. If you played pacifist, you only got about 80 90 percent done anyways you didn't even beat the game <laughs> right nice. apparently um, so <laughs> did anybody like did you guys use the river sticks or anything like that to get back and no? nope the weird did. cat yeah. thing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i did a lot of little extra exploring like there was um that's the weirdest boat i'm sorry you just sent me i forgot all about the cat boat like it just sent <laughs> I didn't. Um, so here, I'll kind of make a comment here. I love the soundtrack in this. This was so, so good. So I was actually listening to it on Spotify and it came up with one. Of the, there's like a hundred tracks. Now, a lot of them are like those little like, you know, goofy 
songs that play during, you know, like that dog song, right? And they're only like 30 <laughs> seconds long, but there was a, what is it? Like the bird that travels an unusually long amount of distance or something like that. Did you guys take that bird at all? No. I think it's when you first get to the hot lands, if you go left, I think that was the spot. There's a, just a little bird there. Um, in Waterfall, you can actually go to a point and you see it on the other side. Um, but it picks you up because I, I looked this up. I was like, where's this song from? I remember seeing the bird, but I never did anything with it. So I went on YouTube. The bird just picks you up and plays this pretty epic song. And it's just very slowly just takes you over this gap and then sets you back down. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I did do that. That was that was in the waterfall area. That was. um. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nope. But there was there was also another there was a door in Snowden. I couldn't figure out how to open that. I had to, you know, after the game, I went and Google. I'm like, what did is you this? find? Did you find the cat no, market? Okay, that's. I didn't. Where Where was that? The te- so, Tammy's Tammy's cat? No, 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 not the Tammy Village. But the uh, there's a um a shop off to the right of the hotel. Did you go outside of the hotel? The two cats. Yeah, yeah there's like a cat and an alligator. They sell a like random that's... key. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming that's where you get it is it's a random key. And then when you ask for info about it, they're like, oh, it's a key to probably somebody's house. So I'm no, um, So the door, there's, um, I think in Snowden, there's there's a house where there's two, like it's this weird house where it's two two houses. It's on but like they the look left like side one. of the screen. One of them is locked. I think that, because that was another one. I'm like, I went back here and like, again, I was like, what What was this? Oh, I what thought that I was miss? the house you were talking about. No, like at the start of Snowden, there's like a little path you go down and it's, there's this one weird, it was one of the weird fights, right? You come across this, looked like a deer. I forget what it was called, right? Everything had these weird names, names and stuff to it, right? The deer had like a whole bunch of like decorations on it. And the way to beat it was to take the decorations off. And it's like, <laughs> oh, thanks. Now, now I'm, you know, not encumbered and right, you know, um, but past it, there's just a little, little room you could go in there with a door and I couldn't figure out how to open it. I Googled it and in the end credits, this might be the pacifist ending. I don't know if it's in the neutral or genocide. They do they the kickstart names. The people that kickstarted the project, they all come flying in in different ways, and you have your little heart. And if you dodge them, and don't if you hit any of them, they light up green or yellow, right? You know, because you touched them. But I was reading it. If you dodge every single one of them, which is pretty hard, that opens that door, and it's like a you know fun little area. Um, nothing too exciting, but yeah, hmm. I need to find out. You guys were talking about this at the start. I had no clue. What is this Temi cats thing? And where is it? It's just a cat village. Where yeah. was you it? You didn't go to Temi village. No, you, f- you, you fought, a, uh, one of the Temis, right? No, <clears throat> I'm going to have to look up a video of this and where it's at, because I, I have it pulled up here in the screenshots and stuff. So and- if you follow like the mushroom path, yeah, um, if you go super south, like all the way down, I think it is, um, you can get into the Temi area. I never, I never went there. But so you fight it, you fight a Temi cat. Yeah, nice. It's nice. I think a, the the Temi cat fight I had was just in the regular world. It was just no, a random yep. encounter. Yep, it wasn't. It wasn't part of the other thing. Yeah, and that's where if you start looking at the like Temi, Temi, Mew, Mew like volume two it was not a good movie and all those things so yeah you'll have to look up the temi village thing it's pretty funny uh, i'll have to look that up 
Yeah. Apparently, I what uh, what one of the things I did notice that I didn't actually I didn't end up doing this, but I thought it was really interesting that you could do it is that you can actually entirely skip the spider boss fight. What? Yeah. yeah. If you, you can, if you donate, donut. like, yeah, if oh. you donate a bunch to the the spider bake sale, you uh, like. I don't remember if you get like a note or something like that, but somebody passes along information that you did bought you, a bunch of stuff at the spider bake sale and you just I skip heard the you, fight. Okay, so I did buy at the first spider bake. There's I a second one. I didn't yeah. buy the spider cider. Um, after like 10, 12 turns or whatever, a note does come in and they say, hey, this guy's not a dick. And they're like, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that's yeah, just so how you it's... end the fight. Okay. But like, apparently what you can do is if you buy, I think like the 9,999 gold item or something like that, I think you could, you just skip the fight. How do you yeah, get that much gold? I could not get money. Like, I think the highest I ever had at one time was like 561. And I just pumped it back into healing stuff. So I don't know that I, I could have ever gotten. I wonder if you, I since know. you did like, uh, if you do the neutral genocide, I wonder, do you start with all your stuff again? Or is it kind of a, like, do you know. start with her gold or, or any of your items? Don't know. Like a, a game, you know, was it new game plus type situation? But yeah, I mean, like, unless I didn't try to do this, I didn't railroad through like you did, Rich, but like, I never went back to areas to see if like I'd encounter, like, is there any other random encounters that you'd come across? I don't like, know. Like, if you see- just stuck in the, exploring areas so right yeah and that's one thing i wasn't 100 percent sure about is that a lot of those quote random encounters didn't seem very random it seemed very scripted like a lot of those random encounters were supposed to happen at that particular time mm-hmm. anyway hmm. at least that's yeah, what I would... I, that's what it looked like because i remember having to go through i think it was part of the core I had to go through part of the core again and i got encounters at all the exact same spots that i mm-hmm. got before so i was like Okay, I'm guessing a lot of these are actually just scripted and they're supposed mm. to be these encounters are supposed to be here. And you do get gear along the way, but you can't sell it. That was um, the best. Yeah, you can't <laughs> sell like, We're trying anything. to get rid of this junk. So like why are you selling to me? Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how you'd get that much unless it's unless it's like they masked it out that you if you hit every other monster between the start and that spider fight and you don't and go buy off and buying potions yeah. and stuff, maybe you have it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. But yeah, I have no idea. It just for me. Fun little fact. All those yeah. little monsters you destroy along or you pacifist run, you save along the way. Remember how I said when you have the really good happy ending and mm-hmm. I walked all the way back to talk to Azrael again, all those little monsters are there and you can talk to all the village people. You can talk to all the little monsters and they're again, it's the super like feel good ending where they're all just like so happy and you know, it's just it's weird. But yeah, they're all there in the same <laughs> spots where you fought them um i think mm-hmm. a few of the was it like a few of them like the kind of the more not main like boss guys but those like mini bot like the two dogs remember the two dog knights the sentries yeah like the they're sentries. actually in snowden they're not back where you fought them right you know but weren't they in grizzlebees if you went there um they were there too after yeah. the fight? i don't remember them they were great I was it. I I I, was, I think I took a screenshot. They're like, oh, dogs can pet other dogs. <laughs> that was my yeah. new dogs. <laughs> yeah. Again, some of the writing. Yeah, because you had to roll a whole new world. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't know. Like, and I mean, I think this might have been a little bit of a problem that I had with like the Borderlands series too. Is that after a while, a lot of that humor just kind of like it starts to annoy me rather than me finding it funny. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I did find it funny up to a certain point, and then it was just kind of like. 
okay, like, yeah, I get it. You're, you're really quirky and funny and weird. Like I, I, I got it. You know, it kind of like beats you over the head with the weirdness of it, which isn't a bad thing. It's just not my, it's not my cup of tea. That might be why I hated Alphys so Mm -hmm. much. Like at the end of it, I was just tired of the like continuous. Right. I mean, it was just like the, the amount of dialogue in the game made it really, really hard to get through sometimes Mm -hmm. just because of the amount of talk, the sheer amount of talking and just Mm -hmm. fluff dialogue there Mm -hmm. is, you know, especially when you, you know, do stuff with like Papyrus or Sans making jokes or Alphys being annoying or something like that. It's like one of the probably the complaints I had with the game. And again, it's, it's, it's a type of game. So you can't really complain on this. Is it, it's those, you know, you had these little stars throughout the world that were your checkpoints, right? It, what pissed me off is if I died at a boss fight or like a mini boss fight or whatever, right. You had to go like, um, was it the two dogs? Cause it went through that. Was that the two dogs? You, you went through your puzzle that you had trouble with Chris and then you went through and you fought the, the two dogs down there because I think I died with them. And again, it it's be. just the type of game it is. There was no checkpoints, right? I went That's back to my save at the start. Because there were there were areas that I died on like boss fights and it brought me right back to it. Like, Maybe it's boss fights where there was that. they were a little forgiving with checkpoints. But there was a, right. again, there was there was like two or three times I died to not bosses and you had to walk all the way back through. You had to go back through all these really long winded conversations and it, it was like, again, it was one of those like kind of frustrating things. I think if Alfie's was earlier in the game, it wouldn't have been bad. But yeah, I got to that point, like you were saying, Mike and Rich, where it's like, by the time I got to her, I was like, okay, I get it. It's funny. I get the type of character they have. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Let me get through this. Like, right. Stop yeah. calling me. Well, like, I, texting me. I thought oh. it got really, really hilarious when they started adding in checkpoints in between long winded conversation pieces so like you'd have a checkpoint you would go into a room have like this long ass conversation to get to another checkpoint on the other side i'm like yeah (laughs) when you're putting when you're wrapping checkpoints around like your big dialogue like yeah that that could probably be a little bit of a problem you know it's just way too much skip button that's b yeah b B sped it up i mean you still had to go through each screen but instead Uh, of waiting for it to like drag out um, yeah. yeah, that that I, I started spamming that button so quickly, yeah. during, especially later there, on. Yeah, there was a lot of it where I just was just like, okay, I don't like, I just don't care anymore. Just like shut the hell up, Alphys. Like, yeah, I'm just like I don't, I don't care. I don't care. I did read everything that Sans had to say. Like for <laughs> yeah. whatever reason, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna listen to this guy because he talks in Comic Sans. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I um, I'm gonna um, talk. Oh, oh. sorry, Chris. I was just gonna say, I, like my only, the only reason I I would say I struggled with this game is because there was a timeline to it that we we had to get this done by a particular time. Honestly, like I feel like if I revisit this game, I'll have a much higher opinion of it. I mean, it's only like four hours if you just play through it. I know. Yeah, it just, but it seems like part of the yeah. fun. I think a lot of the fun of this game is probably doing a lot of the exploration yeah. and doing a lot of the side stuff. Because mm-hmm. yeah, like if you mainline the story, there's not much there other than a lot of dialogue. I um, wish I had a chance to explore it more. Oh, I mean you do. You know, it's, there's nothing it's stopping you. Yeah. It's deleted now. You got to go forever. back and you didn't even beat the game. Man. Um <laughs> what I thought was really I mean I think one of the things that I really really liked about this game though is that it was a really good 
it was a really good art piece. Mm-hmm. Like I can see exactly what Toby Fox was going for. You know, like he's really trying to hammer home this message of like interacting with the community and like kind of embracing flaws that you have about your various characters. And, you know, you can still all be friends regardless if like you have lack of confidence or if like you're kind of um, in denial about, you know, your, your place in the community or something like that. And really at the end of the day, like not being violent is, you know, way more powerful than, you know, you make a lot more friends along the way. Right. Yeah, it, it it was it was a really good it was a really good really good messaging, and I think he got the point across really really loud and clear, which I think was really well done. Um, mm-hmm. It was really good. I thought it, what I thought was also kind of yeah, the game is classified as an RPG, but I wouldn't even call it that. Like I wouldn't call it an RPG. It's got a turn based combat system, kind of. It doesn't really have a lot of RPG elements. It's got some. Well, it's got attack and defense, and that's really the only stat that you ever really play with if you don't do a pacifist run. You could still boost your defense if you're playing pacifist, because if you're equipping like the different yeah. items, you could sure, I suppose. But, it's but your... for the most part, like this game felt a lot more like a, uh, like it didn't seem really like it was being built off like an RPG, but more like a Link's Awakening. Like that's what I got way more out of it is that it was much would, more of a like an adventure game than anything else. I would call Link's Awakening an RPG though. Would Either, you? It's yeah, it's a role playing adventure game. Like it's, I think it falls under the umbrella of like I could take any game and call it a role playing game, right? Because yeah. you're playing a role, right? Well, yeah. But in in this aspect, I feel like it was. I play a lot of RPGs, and I felt a lot of the similar stuff to it. Um. So I would I would call both of those kind of RPG games. It's just different in you know how you interact with some of the stuff. Like with Zelda, it's you know you're running around throwing boomerangs, bombs, chopping your sword around. In this one, you're going to the turn-based combats. If you look at newer RPGs like Final Fantasy 15, uh, things like that, their combat is no longer like that turn-based thing. It goes into more of that like action adventure combat um, with triggers. You know things like. Um, what game am I thinking of? Like Dark Souls, I would call that an RPG as well, right? You're building a character and you're yeah. you're going through a. It's it's more story heavy than it is, you know, a lot of these other things. Although Dark Souls has like zero story, but that's beyond the point. He'll, I mean, oh a, yeah, I mean, like I, you know, the combat system alone isn't enough to define it as an RPG. Like for example, Diablo, you know, that's not a turn-based combat system. That's a very action-oriented mm-hmm. combat system. And but I feel like the the I guess what you would I guess what if this is considered an RPG, it is a very subversive RPG. There is a lot of stuff that it doesn't do that what a lot of I guess you would say normal RPGs would do. Mainly because when you do things like attacking, you're not like picking from like a set of, you know, it's a turn-based combat system, but you're not really picking through like a set of like attacks or moves or heals or anything like that. You don't really have a party. You don't have, as far as like the levels are concerned, you're more so punished for, or you're shamed for leveling up, so to speak. Right. It's like a reverse RPG in those manners kind of yeah that's why it seems like i have a hard time classifying this as an (laughs) rpg and i see it more as like an adventure game i feel like what you're classifying is more towards the jrpg like the old school 
Japanese RPG style is maybe what you're and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's kind of where your brain's at is, you know, like a Final Fantasy seven before the remake or like, well, um, kind of, because I mean, I'm also thinking about Western RPGs and things like Dark Souls and Diablo and, and the likes like that. I mean, they all kind of share very similar. They share similarities with, I mean, JRPGs just by the nature of being RPGs. Right. Um, you, but then again, I don't really classify any of the Zelda games as really an RPG. I see that as more of like a, you know, a, action an adventure kind of a, yeah, just more of an adventure game, you know, so to speak. And I felt like that's what this is more of. It's very linear, but like it definitely feels like more of like a more of a Zelda than a Final Fantasy, even sure. though it has a turn based combat system. But it also has like, you know, bullet hell mechanics and very mechanically intensive gameplay when you factor in the combat and all that. So I don't know, like it was a really interesting thing to think about because it was just, I guess, you know, going back to it, you know, how do you go and define an RPG? But like I said, this one is very subversive to a lot of RPG tropes and that it's trying to do that on purpose. You know, I felt the like a lot of combat RPG. I felt like kind of to your point earlier, the, this might've been a game where he developed it more like, yeah, an adventure without the combat or the combat maybe was there in the first place to drive home that, you know, that kind of moral point, like you were talking about, you know, like, Hey, you know, be nice, you know, don't have to kill everything, you know, right. Except, you know, right. All that's like to kind of drive that point home because yeah, I was a little worried whenever Mike was making fun, like we're going to make Matt play a you know, real RPG, right? And I'm like, I this is an RPG light if you're yeah. looking at it. Yeah, and and I mean to your point too, at least as far as from the attacking, if I mean you didn't really have an option of picking what it was, but the acting was probably more where you had different attacks, right? It was more figuring out how, what do you say to whatever yeah. it, it varied by monster, right? You know the one dear thing was take shit off of it. And then it's like, Hey, cool. We're friends. I don't want to kill you. Right. It's kind of like dungeons and dragons. I was just going to say it's, mm-hmm. it's a very almost pen and papery RPG mm-hmm. than a uh, tr- video game RPG. Cause it is about interacting with the world and understanding your place in it over just being aggressive. And I think that's the like key point to a good RPG is, you know, storytelling in the world, not necessarily like I, don't get me wrong mechanics and like fights and stuff like that drive me crazy nowadays. But um, so, you know, having that backbone of a really good story um, and the interactions that you have, I think that's, you know, what makes the RPG a good RPG when you do play them. So. Right. I mean, like KOTOR wouldn't be KOTOR without the the heavy story element that it had alongside of being, you know, like a top notch top-notch rpg elements like you know managing equipment and resources and all sorts of things like that i mean this yeah i guess you could say this is a lot more of a light version of an Mm -hmm. rpg Mm -hmm. like an rpg in the most barest of sense (sighs) there it is so (laughs) i only experienced this because mike posted uh on our was that slack no, it was Twitter. You tweeted about it. The dog thing, the doge thing. <laughs> and I was like, because I went into that room, I was like, I'll come back to this later. And then you posted about it. I went in there and I played that slot. So in Sans and Papyrus's house, if you walk up to the fridge, there's a dog in there eating a bone and he tells it to go away. But you can go into a room back there 
and uh, you can buy. Uh, was it just dog coins coin. or was it dog it was, coins? It was dog coin. You could dog buy coins. dog coin did and you, play the slot machine with it. Did you win everything? Oh, yeah. I, I played it all the way to the the end of it. I have 100% achievement the game. Yeah, um, it didn't. It honestly didn't take me long to beat because I got annoyed trying to time the slot machine. You just start matching it. I just it. <laughs> kept doing it and I kept getting yeah. dog or what was it? There's two or three I kept getting that gave you like 75 and 115. And yep. Twice I got the three dogs, which gave you nice. like 300 or 400. So, yeah, I mean, 20 minutes of my time to go in there and earn all the dog coin and uh, buy all the prizes. It was uh, a my, little. My kid was watching me play that section. He got super bored. He's like, why are you still doing this? I was like, Cause I need <laughs> I need the rest of these to go through. Got to get those um, dogecoin. Got to get that dog coin going. To the moon. Yep. Yep. There's like a little dog waiter in there, and they mm-hmm. all kind of had like that that Shiba look to him too. So it was just, I, I really like wonder if perfect. that was something that fit in there. So was it a Sans was even in there with a, was it a blackjack table yeah. and he wanted you to play, but the blackjack table was like super high. And he's like, well, I guess you can't play, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so what are your thoughts? Um, a recommend the book to others or not so much. Oh, absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I think there was a lot about this game that really wasn't my cup of tea, but I do think it was a very well-made game. There's a lot of content here. I mean, b- despite the you know roughly four hours that I played to beat the well, almost I guess beat the. I just didn't beat the game. I mean, I got I saw credits, <laughs> so face. I did. I saw yeah, I, I saw did. credits. But uh, besides that, I mean, I think uh, it's definitely worth a play. At least one playthrough. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good game. It's got a really well done story. It, it, it. Um, I, I kind of wish I had more chance to kind of just explore through it and and push it a little bit further. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll probably do it eventually. Though my backlog is getting bigger, so who knows when I'll have time to do it. But yeah, no, definitely a recommend. I, I really enjoyed the story. As I mentioned, the soundtrack I thought was pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it was just a, a fun adventure. I obviously got frustrated at the boss battles. I would highly recommend the game to people, even if they're like, that's not my, you know, I hate that stuff. Go look up. There's no shame in looking up guides, right? You know, <laughs> yes, sir. You know that's the I, only I, reason you beat the game, Matt. The t- couple, the two or three bosses I did it with. Yes, you, I sold get your, it. you sold your soul sold to Prima. Soul. But the adventure, <laughs> the story, much. and the rest of the fun I had along the way was, again, I enjoyed 98% of this. Again, there was a couple of those boss battles that I got super pissed at because they were hard to figure out. And then I, and, and kind of to Chris's point, I was like, okay, you know, don't want to sit here for two hours trying to figure out this boss battle. I'm going to go look it up. And again, it was still challenging afterwards. You know, because you still had to work your way through like that, se- the the spider one. There was whatever, 17 times you had to get through that. Well, to make sure I had enough health potions and dodge, you know, right. So um, it was still a challenge, but um, I'd say there's no shame in, in doing that for the bosses and just going through the rest of the game and enjoying it. It was a good story. If you do the pacifist run, um, go back after you beat Flowey and actually beat the game. I, I recommend going back and talking to Azrael before you act, you know, 
after you finish that last bit and you go through the lab and everything, go back and talk to Azrael. It's a fun little, um, uh, you know, conversation, uh, again, kind of the richest point and something that I've, I've not really good at articulating. I think there was a little bit of a message in this, this story too, about, you know, determination, forgiveness and all that fun stuff. So, um, you know, people are much smarter than me seeing that in the game. Maybe you'll see it. Maybe it'll kind of mean something to you, but yeah, it was fun. I'd highly recommend it. So just a quick little fun note about Matt's best friend, Azriel. Uh, if you take his first and last name, Azriel Dreamer, uh, with the way it's spelt and rearrange the letters on it, it actually is serial murderer. Somebody found out. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, an on purpose deal, but if it is, that's a pretty neat little like throwback. Cause he kind of did want to just murder everybody at some point. So serial, yeah, um, I mean, if he kills more than one. <gasps> I forgot to ask. Multiple I mean, yeah, you're people. the seventh. They've killed seven other or six other kids before you. Yeah. Seven if you can. Yeah, but if he, it wasn't Matt. it wasn't all him. Did you guys um was it? Uh before going into the throne room with Asgore, did you guys go past the door and go down the stairs? Yeah, yes. right with all the coffins. Yeah, the <laughs> all the coffins. Yeah. No, I missed your that. name on it. You had, a, like, you had yeah. one coffin with your name on it. Oh yep. god. Yeah, I, a little morbid, but I liked it. I thought it yep. was funny. Good time. Cool. I don't think I have well, else. No, I, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, you're right, Matt. The uh, the soundtrack in this game is actually really good. It is good. pretty fantastic. Like the core, the music for the core. Oh, I, 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 for some reason, I, it's been stuck in my head like all day today. <laughs> it's it's out on Spotify. There's a like a hundred tracks to it. Again, there's a lot of like those like. 20 there was even like some 10 second songs right you know some of those just like the elevator um can can you call it music the little right you know like that's on there but um i actually took the time to trim out like a lot of the filler tracks and yeah just have like a, a 50 track soundtrack of just a lot of the major songs or boss battles um pretty pretty killer killer soundtrack i didn't really notice the music until the boss battles like i didn't get a lot of the background yeah. stuff but I thought that the spider boss, I thought that you actually had to do it to the beat because it was like the little oh. spiders dance along. I was like, oh, is this mm-hmm. to the beat of the, like I turned it up and I was like, nope, it is not to the beat of the music. <laughs> I mean, so. you it, like you, some of the attacks, I guess, kind of have a beat to it. I don't know, but probably not really with the music. Beat. Yeah. I, I noticed the music as soon as I got a copyright claim on my stream. <laughs> That's a pretty quick way for me to find out about it. Like a good YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> good stuff. Um, so next up <laughs> is Chris's pick. We'll be playing Metro 2033 Redux. Uh, so if you're interested to play along, go pick that up. You can find it uh, on most yeah, generations of console. Um, or PC. So check that out. While you're there looking for that game, uh, check out our website, campfiregamingpodcast.com. Um, from there, you can get on to our Discord. Um, Twitter's Camp Game Pod, and our Instagram is at Campfire Gaming Podcast. We do have a Twitch account. Uh, we've got a YouTube account as well. Those are just Campfire Gaming Podcast. Uh, and check out Matt and Chris while they stream. Chris is Zomproof, Matt is Sergeant Massimo, and you can find them on the Twitch, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Lots of phasmophobia to be played. Tons yep. of phasma. Chris, Chris streams a lot more than me, but uh, yeah, a lot of phasma. But we did Valheim the other week. Mm-hmm. Got a few other games coming up. I think we're going to. I should play. probably play the game that I bought. Like, I've played Phasmo. 
I like Valheim is just sitting there. I think like oh, you should join us. Of my, I think like ninety percent of my Steam library is just bought off got, like uh, humble bum- bundles and stuff like that. So we have a dragon to kill. Yeah, in Valheim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be coming up here pretty soon. We got to get that scheduled. Yeah, if we can schedule it, maybe I can jump in. That'd yeah. be nice. Yeah, maybe one yeah, night just pick we can a time. All... We're pretty much ready to go. I have all the uh, all the stuff prepared mm-hmm. to just go do it. Same here. Well, keep an eye on our Twitter and our Twitch stream. We will probably have that um, sometime soon. Get a live dragon fight with the campfire crew. We ain't afraid of no fire. Unless it's like an acid dragon, then uh, frost. It's a frost dragon. It's like the opposite of what we're good at. So it's like ice fire. Yeah. Ooh. Is that like icy hot? Mm -hmm. You can still say our muscles are going to feel great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The dragon breathes Ben Gay. (laughs) (laughs) Just get a good uh, food uh, raw and uh, Mm -hmm. should bring it right back down. The smell will get you alone. And with that, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Um, We'll see you next time around the campfire. Yeah.